and welcome to the Raven Hill Roundup, the Ulster Rugby Fan Podcast with your hosts Jamie and Lewis. So let's get right into this week's episode. Yes, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Raven Hill Roundup. A little bit of a different episode for you this week. As you can probably tell, this is not Jimmy. Jimmy unavailable this week, so it is just myself, Lewis, in with you to have a little bit of a look back at Ulster's massive win over the Dragons on Friday night. Also have a little bit of team news to look forward at, as well as a look forward to a massive game this Friday night against Edinburgh in the race for second place in the URC table, which would of course give Ulster a home semi-final if they were to progress that far in the league. Just before we get started, let me once again remind you that you can find us on Instagram at Ravenhill Roundup. You'll also be able to listen to the podcast on Spotify and on Amazon Music. We're also now on TikTok where you will find regular videos being posted as well as on Twitch where you will see Jamie has already started a career mode on Rugby 22 so a little bit of interesting stuff there to watch and we'll also be doing some game watch-alongs this season as well where you can listen to some of the games live and get myself and Jamie's reactions to the game. So let's get stuck right into this week's episode. So for those of you who didn't get a chance to see the game on Friday night, it did finish Ulster 40, the Dragons 19, a bonus point victory for Ulster which eventually over the weekend seen them move up to second in the URC table with just one league game to go. Tries came from David McCann and then three consecutive tries for Tom Stewart who gets another hat-trick this season followed by a Nick Timoney try and a penalty try as well right at the end of the game. So myself and Jimmy were both at the game on Friday night For me, I thought it was a really scrappy start from both teams. Neither team really able to hold on to possession for long periods of time early on. Constantly knock-ons from both teams, turnovers, just unable to take control of the game or take the game by the scruff of the neck in the first 10 or 15 minutes, which led to actually quite an open game and quite an enjoyable game to watch. I have to say it was probably one of the most enjoyable games I've watched all season actually think it was one of the better performances that the Dragons have put in this season. Uh, They didn't let Ulster take their foot off the gas at all. They were constantly putting Ulster under a little bit of pressure, both in attack and defence. Despite the scoreline, the Dragons were quite ruthless in defence and it was proven quite difficult for Ulster to break, break them down at times. We saw early on the Dragons putting up some really contestable box kicks, which was putting the Ulster back three under a little bit of pressure early on. You know, kind of forcing them to defend and make sure they weren't making too many mistakes in defence. But for me, what I thought was most noticeable about this game was the clear changing game plan for Ulster. And in terms of that, I'm talking about the move away from the box kick 
we saw that Ulster were more using the box kick as a means of when they needed to rather than when they wanted to. We're ve- we've got very used to seeing Ulster go to the box kick, putting the ball up high for wingers to contest numerous times in the game. However, we only actually saw two box kicks in the entire first half from John Cooney. And I think this sort of highlighted that change of game plan. You know, they were constantly trying to attack from their own half of the field. And I think a lot of fans would have been quite happy to see that. We've talked a little bit this season about how Ulster have maybe lied on the forwards a little bit too much this season. You know, not used the back line enough despite us having such dangerous backs that can carve defences open. And... You know, it's clearly been a game plan of Ulster this season to use the box kick for the back three to contest and, you know, try and win the penalties and get up the field and use them all, which has been very effective this season. There's no doubt about that. However, I've said right from the start, I would have liked to see Ulster use the back line a little bit more often and it was great to see them do that on Friday night. They were constantly attacking from their own half of the field, a couple of them leading in tries. We even saw Tom Stewart get a try that didn't come from a mall, which was quite shocking, but definitely very welcomed. I just think there was a lovely variety in Ulster's play over this game. Some of the crossfield kicks working out really well, you know, constantly spreading the ball wide when they thought it was on, using the forwards at times as well. We did see a couple of mall tries from Tom Stewart. And it's the type of game that I think, and the type of variety that Ulster should be using to put teams under a little bit more pressure, rather than being quite predictable in terms of, you know, teams know that Ulster are going to use the mall. They know that that's what their main strength is. And, you know, by doing this, you're putting teams under pressure in a number of different ways. And I think it's only going to benefit Ulster going forward into the knockout rounds. And I think those sloppy mistakes we saw early on in the game, possibly, I'd say a bit of it on Ulster's front was probably them getting used to a new game plan. However, they were sort of phased out as the game went on. We didn't see as many dropped balls or as many turnovers conceded. It did slow down a bit, which was possibly Ulster getting a little bit more comfortable with the game plan they were playing on the night. So hopefully they can take a little bit of that into next week against Edinburgh. Just having a quick look at the tries, I think for the first one it was some beautiful running rugby that sent Ulster up the pitch right from their own half and that's a little bit of what I was talking about in terms of not using the box kick where they probably would have previously. Some really nice offloading from McCluskey and Stockdale and that sent David McCann over who started the game really brightly. He was definitely the standout of the back row at that point. And of course we saw another excellent touchline conversion from John Cooney, which put Ulster 7-0 up. But the Dragons responded quickly after they got a try of their own through Angus O'Brien, after the Dragons made a great break through a gap between Tamanga Allen and O'Sullivan, and got a really good offload away to send O'Brien in for the try. And it was a simple seven points for the Dragons. And it was just that the Dragons showed some really good X-Factor and attacked really well. 
uh, allowing them to score. And they did that really well in the first 20 minutes of the game. I thought they looked really dangerous. So that led the score to be 7 each. Craig Gilroy then had a try ruled out on the 20th minute for obstruction by Vermeulen. Which for me I thought was a really poor call by the referee. I thought it was very harsh as O'Brien had already committed to an attempted tackle on Vermeulen. So there was no chance he was ever actually going to get across to make the tackle on the outside Ulster attacking players. So I don't I don't quite understand why the referee has done that. I see why in other situations, in other games, that type of thing can be given. However, when a player defensively is already committed to making a tackle, it's near enough impossible that he's going to get across to make another tackle or even obstruct another player from making a breakthrough. And... I just don't understand why the referee hasn't seen that. And it's easy to say that Ulster won the game uh, easily enough. However, in a tighter game, you know, that's the type of decision that goes against you that could cost you the win. So it was a little bit disappointing to see that. But despite that one being ruled out, Ulster did get their second try through Tom Stewart on a second mole attempt of the game on the 30th minute that let Ulster lead the game 12 points to 7. The Dragons then got a yellow card on the 37th minute for repeated infringements and that allowed Tom Stewart to get over once again for his 15th league try of the season which is a URC record. And with John Cooney's conversion added, that left the score at 19 points to 7, going in at half-time. And Ulster's bonus point try came from a super 48th minute try and a hat-trick for Tom Stewart as well. It was some beautiful passing from McElroy and Cooney early on as well as from McCann, who was involved again, and another try assist for Jacob Stockdale. The conversion was added to allow Ulster to lead the game, the game 26 points to 7. The Dragons did hit back, however, despite looking dead and buried. They hit back on the 55th minute with a break off a mall, allowing them to dive over easily enough. I think Marcus Ray will be disappointed at missing the tackle. Despite having a relatively good game, that made the score 26 points to 14 after the conversion. Then, two minutes later, Ulster looked really stretched defensively and they were put under a little bit of pressure. The Dragons looked really dangerous in space and they managed to get over once again for another try leaving the score 26 points to 19. Ulster did get the last laugh, however, with a Nick Timoney try on the 67th minute and a penalty try as well on the 79th minute after a massive maul. So, in terms of the players I was most impressed with, I think there was a few in the game. I was really glad to see John Cooney back starting. And I thought he, as per usual, had a really, really strong game for Ulster. I thought his variety again in kicking and passing, his balance in that area, was really good. When he did box kick in the game, 
it was always a good box kick. It was never sort of loose. It was always either to contest or uh, to go for touch or for distance. And I thought he played really well. And I thought the tempo he brought to the game was really solid and really important in the way Ulster wanted to play. In terms of that high intensity, getting the ball wide, getting the back line involved and putting the Dragons under as much pressure as possible. I thought he had a really, really good game. Um, Jacob Stockdale as well. Another really, really strong game from him. The only thing missing, of course, is the try. He would have wanted another one, I'm sure. But... I don't think he'll be disappointed at all with his performance. Constantly running at the Dragons, putting them under pressure. Had some really good moments in defence. And yeah, I thought he was absolutely super in the game as well. He also made the most metres on the pitch with 143. And beat the most defenders for Ulster with 4. And the most clean breaks in the game with 3 as well. So really impressive performance from Jacob Stockdale once again who looks almost back to his best. I thought in terms of the forwards David McCann really really impressive. Looked good in the loose, carried really well and obviously got his try and was involved in the fourth try as well. And we can't leave out Tom Stewart. I mean what a performance and the guy just cannot stop scoring. Uh, like we said, his 16th try of the URC season, which is a URC record. And it's just not the type of stat you expect to see from a hooker. Like, it's it's pretty mind-blowing how many tries he's got. And long may it continue because uh, it's doing Ulster a lot of good. And the final player I wanted to mention as well was Michael Laurie. I think we give him a little bit of criticism in that Leinster last 16 game down in Dublin. I don't think it was the type of game that sort of suited his style of play. But he was excellent on Friday night. He was constantly causing the Dragons problems. He was running at them at pace. He was taking high balls really well. uh, Contesting any of the Dragons kicks. And I thought it was a really impressive performance from him. I think he's another player who's maybe struggled a little bit at times this season. But he looked right back to his best and his dangerous self against the Dragons on Friday night. And hopefully that can continue into the last remaining games of the season. In terms of stats, we saw that Ulster's attacking game was much more on point on Friday night. 13 clean breaks for Ulster, which has been a problem this season, but we saw it was not an issue against the Dragons. 18 defenders beaten. We saw 13 offloads, showing that more expansive game they're wanting to play. We saw 10 turnovers won. And only 5 penalties conceded compared to the Dragons 11. So a lot more disciplined as well. Which was great to see going into the final weeks of the season. And as well in defence, Marcus Ray with the most tackles for Ulster with 15. Which was also more than any Dragons player. So, as you can see, Ulster dominating the stats. And hopefully they can continue with that into next week's massive game against Edinburgh. So moving on from the match on Friday night, we had some massive news in Ulster Rugby this week 
and that is that Craig Gilroy has decided that he will be leaving Ulster at the end of the season. The 32-year-old has made 211 Ulster appearances and has won the club's Player of the Year award in 2015. He also won 10 Ireland caps and is one of Ulster's top try scorers. In a statement on his social media, Craig Gilroy said, All good things must come to an end, and so this will be my last season with Ulster Rugby. I have so much to be thankful for, and I will treasure the many amazing memories created at this club. As a young kid, it was my dream to be a professional rugby player and to represent my home province. The dream became a reality not once, but over 200 times. I'll not read the entire thing because it's quite long. However, you can read it over on Craig Gilroy's social media platforms. And let me just say, since I started watching Ulster as a kid, Craig Gilroy has been one of my favourite players. You know, I have so many memories of such amazing tries. You know, he was never a player who would score two boring tries. It would be very often quite exciting and very good to watch and you know it's it's really sad to see him leave in Ulster um like I say he's always been one of my favorite players and I wish him absolutely all the best and even in recent years he's been a great squad player he's always been there when needed and when called upon and you know always gave a hundred percent and I think the Ulster fans will be really sad to see him leaving Moving on to other news, Ulster did release a squad update earlier this week and the only real concern for Ulster was with Tom O'Toole who was removed from the game against the Dragons after 5 minutes with a calf injury. He will have an MRI scan to further assess the extent of the injury but there is worry that he could miss the remainder of the season for Ulster which would of course be a big blow with Marty Moore already ruled out for the rest of the season, leaving Tamanga Allen really as the key man in that position, with only really Gareth Milosinovic at the moment in behind him. Eric O'Sullivan was also removed for a head injury assessment and will of course follow the return to play protocols. So because this is being recorded Late on Thursday, we do also have some team news. The Ulster team to face Edinburgh on Friday night has been named. And I'm just going to read that out quickly for you. So it's starting from the front row. Andrew Warwick, Rob Herring, Tamanga Allen, Alan O'Connor as captain, Kieran Treadwell, David McCann, Nick Timoney and Dwayne Vermeulen. And in the back line, we have John Cooney, Billy Burns, Jacob Stockdale, Stuart Moore, James Hume, Robert Balakun, and Michael Laurie. The replacements are Tom Stewart, Callum Reid, Gareth Milosinovic, Sam Carter, Harry Sheridan, Nathan Doak, Luke Marshall and Craig Gilroy. I think the only real shock in there is that McCluskey isn't starting at 12. However, he was not included on the injury update earlier in the week, so we can probably just expect that he is being rested for the quarterfinals. And it is good to see Stuart Moore getting a start at centre anyway, as he's been so impressive for Ulster this season and has never really let them down either. In terms of the Edinburgh team news, um, 
the main man, of course, to look out for is Darcy Graham, who is playing number 14. Really, really dangerous player, and Ulster are going to have to make sure they keep him contained. I think he can cause them a lot of problems if they're not really well-drilled defensively, Ulster, this week. And Duhan van der Merwe as well on the other wing. You know, they're going to cause Ulster some problems, and um, Ulster are going to have to just find a way to deal with them. Other players to look out for in the Edinburgh lineup. Uh, they're nine and ten. Pergos and Kinghorn, very impressive players and control the game very well. They also have a massive back row with Richie, Hamish, Watson, and Mata as well. So it's going to be a tight, tight game for Ulster, I think. And as I was saying earlier, I do think that it's really important that Ulster have good variety in their game just like they did last week to beat this Edinburgh side who we never really have an easy game against it's always very very close whether we're playing them home or away and we've seen that over the years in the semi-final a few years ago at BT Murrayfield but I think Ulster if they can get the balance right in terms of their kicking using the backs well when they need to and of course going to what they're good at in the mall if they can get the balance right between those three things I think the Ulster team named is certainly stronger than the Edinburgh one and I definitely think we have the quality and the power to beat them it's certainly great to see the likes of Rob Balakin back who wasn't there last week and hopefully he can be threatening for Edinburgh out wide and cause them a lot of problems as well. So I have texted Jamie and asked him to send me through his score prediction. He is going with a Ulster victory and he is going with 30 points to 22. I actually think it's going to be a little bit closer than that. I'm going to go with 23 points to 20 in Ulster's favour. I do think we're going to get the victory at home. However, I think it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think. And obviously, I also don't think that Ulster are going to get the bonus point either. I just can't see us getting four tries against Edinburgh this week. And obviously, a win will be enough to send Ulster to second place and get them their home quarterfinal and a potential home semi-final if they were to make it through as well. So that will do us for this week. Just a reminder that Ulster versus Edinburgh is on Friday the 21st of April at 7.35 at the Kingspan Stadium. Tickets are still available but are now very limited. So thank you very much for listening. As I said, Jamie will be back next week to discuss with me the hopefully a victory over Edinburgh and I look ahead to a home quarter final and a massive end of season run in. So thank you very much for listening and we will see you next week.